Welcome back to our Total Sense Bite Size episodes. I'm Tom Hensky, and I'm here to help parents teach their kids about money. Welcome back. It's just me today, no guest, because I have something I want to talk to you about. It's inflation. Whoa, whoa, don't turn off the podcast yet. I know you heard that word inflation, and especially right now with inflation being a little bit higher than it normally is, that you may want to just go and listen to something else. But don't do that. I'm going to be quick today. I'm finding this. When I'm out there talking to kids about money and specifically compound interest, they are not sure the why. Meaning, we all know that a dollar today is not a dollar 10 years down the line. We all have examples of what an apartment used to cost versus what it costs today. But I think that we skip over that part with kids, and we're really missing a great opportunity for them to view inflation almost as the enemy. Now, if there's an economist listening to this, you're saying, well, inflation's not the enemy necessarily because of this, that, and the other thing. But I think it's okay for kids to grow up thinking that inflation's the enemy because it gives them something to play against. Kids like to have games, and if you're gamifying it so that you're trying to beat inflation, we're really just trying to accomplish them understanding and taking action. Here's what I want you to do. I want you, in the next conversation with your kids, to just ask them, do you know what inflation is? Now, I found that you normally get an answer it might not be the exact answer that you're looking for, but I don't want you to be looking for an academic answer. I want you to just hear from your child this, that inflation is just simply the cost of goods and services going up. And then I want you to give them this phrase, and I want this phrase to be repeated over the course of the year because I think it's going to give them that voice in the back of their head when they get out of college and they start to enroll in the 401k and they're choosing their investments. Here's the phrase. Inflation is this. Too much money chasing too few goods. And when that happens, inflation goes up. Here's what I want you to do next. Once you started that conversation, Give them some examples. Now, it's funny. I used to use the example of stamps, right? And I used to say, oh, in 1950, a stamp was only three cents. And then in 1980, it was 18 cents. And 2000, it was 34 cents. And today, gosh, I don't even know. I think it's about 66 cents. So it doesn't matter because we're not going to use that example anymore. So what I found is a fun example to use, assuming you're not going to use the stamps example, is a slice of pizza, right? Because they all know what a slice of pizza is. I know you're rolling your eyes and thinking, all right, the guy from Long Island, of course, is using a slice of pizza as his example. But bear with me for a second, because I think it's really interesting. So in 1950, a slice of pizza was 15 cents. And then... In the late 80s and early 90s, it was about 90 cents. And I actually remember it being 90 cents because I remember asking my parents for a dollar so I could go get a slice of pizza. And then in 2000, it was probably about $2. Today, I don't know, I think it's a little bit uh, geographic dependent where you live. But where we live, it's probably about $3, maybe $3.50 a slice. So it just is an example that you're showing to your kids that that same slice of pizza, 
it didn't change. It's got the same amount of cheese on it, the same amount of sauce on it, and any of the toppings that you put on, it costs more every year. And what that means is if it costs more every year, and in 1980, it cost a dollar, well, then your dollar is not buying a slice of pizza anymore. So here's where I want you to take it with your kids. Why don't you find something that's of interest to them? So for example, one of the people I was working with, the son is a basketball player. So I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool to use the salaries of NBA players? Now, you're going to think to yourself, yeah, but that's not exactly inflation it is, but it's changed because they've been more profitable over the years. So here's what I did. I started in 1946 when the NBA started and player salaries were about $5,000. By the way, you could also get a house for $5,000. You could probably get a new car for $1,000 and gas was 21 cents a gallon. And then what I do is I took this person through 1970, where all of a sudden the average salaries were 90,000 and it was $25,000 for a house and almost 4,000 for a car and 36 cents a gallon. And what I also do is pull out players that were playing during those era. Now, the kid I was working with, he was young, so he didn't understand who Wilt Chamberlain was and so a few of these players. I actually felt old because he didn't know who Larry Bird was. But then in 1995, all of a sudden the average salary was about $2 million. The annual household income was $35,000 and houses were about $140,000 and cars were $15,000 and gas was now $1.23. And if you looked at it today now, I don't know, I think I went to get gas the other day, it was probably about $3.50 and cars are more around 40,000 and homes are at least $250,000. And by the way, the average salary in the NBA is $9 million a year, which made me realize I picked the wrong profession or maybe my parents just didn't make me tall enough. But you get the idea is that you find something that's fun for them and then you take them through that journey. Uh, that journey of, wow, it's going to cost more in the future for me so I better make sure that my money grows. And that leads perfectly into the conversation of compound interest. You're just trying to beat that inflation, which I always call the crabgrass in your savings. And the way you do that is by earning interest. You've heard me quote Albert Einstein on this podcast a million times when he said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. So therefore, I want you to make sure before you hit that compound interest conversation, talk for five or 10 minutes tops about inflation and make sure they know that's the enemy to their financial plan and in the long term. Tune in next time. We're going to have a great guest on. If you have any questions for me, reach out. Uh, my contact information is in the show notes and I look forward to speaking to you soon. I hope you enjoyed our episode of Total Sense. A special thank you goes out to Verso Studios at the Westport Library. Tune in for our next Money Chat.